Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray show, The Twist. Welcome to The Twist News. I'm Erica Gray. U.S. foreign policy might as well be out of a Cracker Jack box. You know, remember Cracker Jacks? You didn't know what prize you were going to get, what toy you would find. And it was a gamble as to what, what you would get. Well, U.S. foreign policy is starting to follow the pattern of a Cracker Jack box. You don't know what you're going to get. And even worse than that, I'm going to show you something today, but it's my belief that the State Department is using chat GDP for its speeches. You think I'm kidding? Well, I'm going to give you the facts right now, and you'll get to see Antony Blinken's speech. But first, let me say that Sergei Lavrov spoke, and he made a statement about NATO expansion. So as any good journalist, I contact our State Department uh, press team, and I speak to a press person. We're, first, we'll listen to what Sergei Lavrov had to say. So let's listen to Sergei Lavrov. When the Americans and their satellites declared themselves victors in the Cold War, they set a course for expanding NATO, ignoring all their commitments that they gave to the Soviet Union, then to the Russian leadership, verbally and in writing, not to expand the North Atlantic Alliance and not to station significant combat forces on territories of new members. This was the next stage. The bloc began to expand. But even then we agreed to sign an agreement on the creation of the Russian NATO Council. Once again we made a concession, we recognized the fact of expansion, but in response, NATO pledged not to station significant combat forces on the territory of new members. Look what's happening now. By the way, no one has canceled this act on the territory of the new members. Larger and larger groups, equipped with modern weapons, began to prepare right on our borders. So I sum up what Lavrov had to say, and I contact the U.S. State Department to ask about this particular statement. And I said, Sergei Lavrov stated that the United States agreed to not expand NATO to the Russian leadership. And the Russia-NATO Council was formed, and that NATO pledged to not station significant combat forces on the territory of new members. He also stated that no one canceled the act. Did the United States go against its word on NATO to Russia, as repeated many times by Sergei Lavrov and Vladimir Putin? And can you provide documentation to the evidence countering their statements? Whew. Thought it was a pretty good question. I'm rolling. I fired it. And I got a chat GDP response. And I want to tell you something. When you see this response, now I may be kind of joking about it. But it's really scary that this is where the United States foreign policy is now at. 
that it's consulting chat GDP for speeches. So let's take a look at the answer to this question, which by the way, was not answered. But let's take a look at the answer. Today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken delivered a speech at the John Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies, sharing the Biden administration's view of the power and purpose of American diplomacy at this historic inflection point. Yeah, the historic inflection point is that the United States has totally declined on the world stage. So let's get back to it. The end of the post-Cold War era and the early days of fierce competition to define what comes next. The secretary shared the Biden administration's vision of a free, open, secure, and prosperous world and described how our efforts to reimagine and revitalize our unmatched network of allies and partners have put us in a position of strength to meet the defining tests of our era while delivering for the American people. If that's not out of chat GDP, I don't know what is. Listen to how vague that sounds. Vague, just like chat GDP when it gives you some feedback. There are four key elements of this approach. Mind you, I asked about Sergey Lavrov's statement that NATO has been expanding. So we have, uh, there are four key elements of this approach. First, we're renewing and deepening our alliances and partnerships and forging new ones. We are? Like with who? Who are we forging new ones with? Okay, this includes, okay, here, here goes, a NATO that is bigger, stronger, and more united than ever with a new member in Finland and Sweden joining soon. It also includes a G7 that we're, we've transformed into the steering committee for the world's most advanced democracies and critical bilateral relationships with countries from around the world that we've taken to the next level. And it's making NATO sound like it's really important here. Like Europe is not forming its own defense union. No, not at all. They're totally relying on NATO. But it's this almost perfunctory speech. Okay, let's continue to listen to this chat GDP speech. Second, we're weaving together our alliances and partnerships in innovative and mutually reinforcing ways across issues and continents. It's been on vivid display in the coalition we've built to support Ukraine and ensure Putin's aggression remains a strategic failure. And we've shaped and translated strategic convergence into consequential actions from ACUS to the Quad to the announcements made with Japan and the Republic of Korea at Camp David. Third, we're building new coalitions to tackle the toughest challenges of our time. We've mobilized hundreds of billions of dollars with the G7 to close the global infrastructure gap, rally dozens of countries to respond to the immediate and long-term drivers of the global food crisis, are shaping the rules of the road for AI and addressing the global synthetic drugs epidemic. We're 
working not only with governments, but also civil society, the private sector, academia, and citizens, especially young leaders. The European Union is forming and developing into a federal union and is essentially building its empire. It's become a world hub for trade. It's looking inward. It's looking to be self-sufficient. And there's no mention, none. This generic speech by Blinken, this chat GDP speech. Third, we're building new coalitions. What coalitions? Where? I'll tell you what we're building. We're building a pile of debt. That's what we're building. We're building mountains of debt. That's what we're building. Coalitions? No, we're building piles of debt and we're also not building coalitions. We're making enemies. Oh yes, and we're shaping the rules for AI. Yeah, we're shaping the rules for AI. We're following Europe's rules. Finally, we're bringing our old and new coalitions together to strengthen the international institutions that are vital to tackling global challenges. Say what? <laughs> what? Global institutions, globalization has eroded. We're in an age of empires, a multipolar world. It's the empires, the African Union, India, Russia, European Union, this chat GDP speech is dated. That's the problem with chat GDP. It only goes to January of 2022. So it's not in the, the current geopolitical era. To see, because nobody's working down at the State Department. They don't work down there. They just type in to chat, chat GDP. This is, this is a chat GDP speech, if I ever saw one. Okay, let's listen to the rest of it. We're almost done. I know it's probably getting boring, but that's chat GDP for you. We've offered an affirmative vision for the UN, including expansion of the UN Security Council to incorporate more geographically diverse perspectives with the perfect storm of climate change, COVID, inflation, and crushing debt, crushing debt? Yes, the crushing debt that the United States is racking up because we are sending so much money to Ukraine. That's not even a strategic interest for the United States. And we're building up NATO to really poke the Russian bear. We're making a push to revitalize and reform multilateral development banks to deal with the perfect storm of climate change, COVID inflation, and crushing debt. Okay, I said that. And we're running and winning seats to leadership positions across the multilateral system to ensure we're at the table advancing our interests and values. What seats are we winning? Did I miss something here? If I miss something, please write in, tell me what I've missed. What seats are we missing? We're missing See, It says it here. It says that we're running and winning seats 
to leadership positions across the multilateral system. Yeah, we're running seats, all right. We're running nations into the brick seats. That's what we're doing. And Europe's doing its own thing. We're not even paying attention. I don't even think, forget about if I, if they couldn't answer Sergei Lavrov's question, do you think they're going to answer a question I'm going to have about the European Union? Anyway, let's finish the rest of this. To leadership positions across the multilateral system to ensure we're at the table advancing our interests and values. Fellow democracies will always be our first port of call, but we are determined to work with any country, including those with whom we disagree on important issues. So long as they want to deliver for their citizens, contribute to solving shared challenges, and uphold the international norms we've built together. That's a little bit loaded because really what the United States, it sounds like we're the good guys and we're open, but really it's our way or the highway. We are leading with diplomacy in this new era, humble about the scale and scope of our challenges at home and abroad. But this is what happens when you stick a speech into chat GDP. But confident about the resonance of our affirmative vision, our enduring and unique capacity to do big and to do big hard things and build broad, inclusive and effective coalitions. And most of all, we are confident in the power and purpose of American diplomacy. Now you tell me where that answered the initial question of Sergey Lavrov stated about NATO expansion. So I'll just recap it, that the NATO council was formed and that NATO pledged to not station significant combat forces on the territory of new members. He also stated that no one has canceled the act. Did the United States go against its word? on NATO to Russia as repeated many times by Sergei Lavrov and Vladimir Putin? And can you provide documentation to the evidence countering their statements? Well, you got it. That generic, I, I don't even know what planet it's on because it's not Earth. It's not what's happening geopolitically. And the United States, I, I think we're in a very serious place right now because using chat GDP for a speech, they're not doing anything at the State Department. Nobody's paying attention. They're just throwing more money for their own interests. And while I'm here, I want to just let you know that I'm going to be sipping this is Ivan T from Siberia. Now this is on my Amazon store. So as I'm talking here and going to wrap up, I want to just for the first time sample this tea from Siberia. You know, we have in the media all of this anti-Russian propaganda, all of this anti-Russian sentiment, and it's interesting that after the Tucker Carlson interview, which was so beyond successful, all these stories of all these deaths now. So I'm going to sample some Russian tea. This is my first time, by the way, this has a wonderful aroma. Siberia is the most ecologically clean place on the planet. 
And this tea has wonderful health benefits. And it's in my Amazon store. And it's a Russian owner. And I'm going to sample this wonderful brew for the first time. Wow. What a flavor. It's so unusual. And it's supposed to help you sleep. And it's good for your gut. It's also helps give you energy, but it's calming for nighttime. And it's just got this wonderful aroma. Now, normally I'm an herbal tea person and I'm, I use herbs extensively. That's how I keep so energetic for my age. And I noticed that these leaves are actually quite big and it's a particular, it's fermented and it's a particular herb. And the, the leaves were quite big. So I did not put this in a strainer. If you could see, there's one. I didn't put this in a strain, strainer the way I normally do because it wasn't necessary. And look at how wonderful that looks. My wonderful Russian tea. So while the US media is on an anti-Russia campaign, I'm drinking this wonderful tea from Siberia. So please get some Ivan tea. In all seriousness, the chat GDP speech and that speech literally sounds like it's out of chat GDP. I, I'm almost certain that that speech is an AI speech. And it's pretty pathetic that this is where the United States has now gone. That question I asked was I asked it to a press department on a news show out of New York City. And I ask it to a press department. And that was essentially the answer, which wasn't an answer at all. And then you can't even respond to the, you can't respond to the email. So this is pathetic. So Sergey Lavrov's question is not going to be answered. And what the U.S. will do is just keep pumping stories into the U.S. media. So meanwhile, I want you to stay tuned for more. I want you to hit the subscribe button. I got my hammer now, my hammer. So you can hit that subscribe button and definitely get some wild Siberian Ivan tea. This is a treasure. This is wonderful, the aroma. And I'm looking forward to having my cup. When I conclude this show, finishing my cup of Ivan tea and by you buying some Ivan tea and I'll have the link below, you will help support my work. I hope you found this informative and please stay tuned for more. Tune in next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.